Hi, everybody. Welcome to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping chiropractors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush, and I'm joined by Dr. Troy Fox. Troy, how the heck are you? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, life is good. It's kind of a little bit of fall weather out there right now, and we are, I love fall, so... Well, here in sunny Florida, we're enjoying our third season of summer. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I see. We had to throw that into the conversation. Well, so, always, absolutely. Yeah, with that fun stuff said, I'm jumping right into things. Nobody, Sweet. nobody likes a braggart. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. So I'm going to keep this anonymous because this was like a little more closely personal. Uh, this person said to me, they said, Hey, you know, I, I know that, um, that, that you, you and, and Dr. Perush, um, you know, are, are, are really doing a lot of things with cats consulting, but I've been in consulting groups before and probably consulting is probably not a good name for us anymore, because like we've said, we do practice advisement and we do feel like that we've differentiated ourselves quite a little bit from the herd. But this person asked me that question. They said, so what's different? Every time I go to one of these consulting groups, they tell me you need to get more new patients. Um, your PVA needs to go up. Um, and I sit in this large room with a whole bunch of other people and everybody kind of talks about what their new patients and PVA are. And it's like, you know, rinse and repeat kind of thing every time. And there's usually a little different concept or a little bit different price point and what it costs to get in. So, what is different with, with what you guys do? And you say you're practice advisors and not consultants or coaches. And I thought, well, you know, that's a really great question to ask. And we discussed it for a little while. And I kind of talked about some of the ways that we are different, but I wanted to throw this out there as a question today, because I, you know, I told this individual, we're also going to do a podcast on this. I think it's a great question. Mm -hmm. What sets us apart and what is different about what we do? Because, consulting kind of consulting and coaching has kind of got put in a, in a, in a box from a standpoint of, I know exactly what you're going to do with me when I come in kind of thing. So I thought I'm just going to throw this to you just as a very open-ended question and see how you respond to that as well. Yeah. Um, so what's different about business advising from the coaching groups and things that are out there? Absolutely. Everything. Um, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. um, everything from when you come to one of our seminars, you're an active participant, not just somebody sitting in the audience. We don't throw a bunch of words at you. We talk to you and, and, and help you develop in a manner that adults actually learn in. We don't just throw a bunch of stuff at you and expect you to go implement it on Monday after you've forgotten everything. Um, but more importantly, we've been in your shoes. We walk in your shoes every day. Mm-hmm. We understand practice. We've made all the mistakes and we understand how to overcome the mistakes and to actually help you not deal with them. But I think the biggest thing is I think a lot of people are under the impression that, you know, a, a consulting group is going to come in and absolutely change everything I'm doing. And I just, I, I don't want to change. I like what I'm doing. I just want to do it better. Well, that's what a business advisor does. We're the BASF. If if you remember those ads, we're the BASF of practice advisory. We, we don't necessarily come in and change everything. We just help you do it better. 
I just thought of something as you said that, and and this is a this is a, a thing that happened with me um, with golf. And if you're a golfer, you'll really be able to relate to this because there are some groups out there that teach you how to play golf and they have their system Mm -hmm. and you use their system, whether it's, you know, rotary golf or whether it's, you know, the, you know, straight line this or, you know, this, this method or that method. And then you've got, when you go to a professional um, at a course somewhere that works with you and what your swing looks like. I went to a guy like, because I tried some of those where you try to do this whole different gimmicky technique thing. And I tried it and I got better for a day or two. And then, and then all the, every bad habit on the planet seemed to show up and I got way worse. Yeah. And so I went to a guy that coached me and he actually looked at my swing and this guy was, I don't know, 75, 80 years old. I mean, he had been a professional for a long time. And I said, well, what are we going to do? You know, you're going to put some sticks down, you know, watch. He goes, no, nah, I just want to see you hit a couple of balls. And I did. And I hit them horrible. It was embarrassing. Uh, and this was early in my golf career. I'm so much better now. Whatever. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I love the game, but it's, it's, it's the hardest game ever. It's kind of like chiropractic. Just when you start figuring it out, they, they throw something new at you. But right. so I went to this guy and he watched a couple swings and he made the most minute changes in my swing. And all of a sudden I started hitting the ball really well. And I went, holy cow, that's a difference between a system and an advisor that actually worked with me. And that's a very simplified example. But when you said that the light came on, I went, you know what? That was what happened with me in golf. And I absolutely loved having somebody advise me and not try to change everything I was doing, not a brand new system, but to take what I was doing and build off of it. And I thought, you know, and that's really so. I digress. I will let you uh, go on. You've probably forgotten by this point because I talked so much already. I have no, the what gift are we talking gab. about? <laughs> I know you, you haven't noticed I have the gift of gab. But yeah, I mean, really building on that foundation and not trying to completely change everything that you're doing. Unless it sometimes you require a larger amount of change. There are some practices that go, I'm a train wreck. What do I need to do? And we try to chunk it in steps rather than changing you overnight. And there's some practices that come to us that just need a little tweaking. They're a great practice already. Yeah. And and I think your analogy, the golf analogy is great. You don't totally change the entire game. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might just be a few tweaks here and there. And then you go back and make sure the tweaks are holding in place. And then how can I improve on the tweaks? And it's not about changing your practice. It may be about changing your mindset. It may be about changing the different services that you do. It may be about changing your staff. It may be about your training methods with your staff. I mean, there's a bazillion different things. You can't just take, oh, I have this system in my practice and I want you to do this. And if you do exactly these steps, everything's going to work out the same way it did for me. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. You know, and, and we see a lot of these coaches, if you will, out there, professing, well, we're going to, and you said it, we're going to grow your PVA. Mm-hmm. Well, I can grow your PVA. Just drop your number of new patients and your PVA will go up. I mean, it's a superfluous oh number. Or you just let the cat out of the bag right <laughs> there. Did. Holy smokes. Yeah. You don't even get real, me started on that You one. guys realize that, that if you drop your new patient <laughs> numbers, that your PVA goes up. It's 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 a it's really a superficial number that doesn't mean anything. So no. I, I want to change gears this for just a second, though. Numbers. 
Yeah, exactly. I want to change gears for a second, though, because really, when we look at practice advisement, we look at several different things. And I will tell you that the number one thing on our list is not motivation. Most of you guys are pretty motivated. Some of you are a little burnt out with what you're doing in your practice or whatever, but I don't need, I don't need a rah-rah speaker in front of you. Sometimes we put some really, you know, some really what I'd call potent individuals, some that, that really get, they get a a real raw response from you, but I'm not really trying to get you pumped up for the weekend and then send you back into your practice. And by Wednesday, you're back where you were. So motivation is not my, my big thing. I will tell you proper procedures in your office. And that includes working with staff and all that are very important philosophy, because if you're not congruent in your head with what you're doing in your practice. And finally, Dr. Perush is really big area. And I've learned so much from him over the years from this area is the statistical side of breaking down the numbers and determining where where is where's the broken part. Because sometimes it's something so simple and it's right in front of you in practice. And we tell you and you go, there's no way that's what's impacting my practice. And then we make a small change and you come back and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. So talk a little bit about how we do things different statistically, because I think most people understand, you know, office procedures, working with people, maybe a little bit of motivation. Sure. Being congruent. But, you know, most people, they want to know how many total patient visits. And we're not going to give away the secret, guys. I mean, we have a very complex formula that we use. We're going to talk about it a little bit, though. But a lot of people go, how many patient visits did you see? What were your services? What were your collections? How many new patients? And what was your PVA? Did I cover it all? About five or six things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if somebody comes along and says, hey, I'm going to help you grow your new patient numbers, or I'm going to help you grow your services or your collections or your PVA, (laughs) Be very wary because that's like the smallest part of your practice. Mm-hmm. That's the smallest part of your practice, and it, it's funny when we go to when we go to conventions and things. <clears throat> you know, we'll have somebody come by our booth or or catch me as I'm coming off stage from speaking, and they'll say, "Oh well, you know, Dr. Bruce, I I see two thousand patient visits a month, and last month we saw 125 new patients." Okay. How great is your practice? I mean, that doesn't tell me anything. Or my PVA is huge. I've got the best PVA in the state, <laughs> to which I usually laugh. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. how great is your practice? Are you happy? Are you going home at night with the right amount of money going to your bank account? Are you sleeping at night? Is your family happy? Are you taking at least four weeks off a year? Are you building up your retirement account? Oh, here's a big one. When was the last time you checked the asset value of your practice? How big is it on your balance sheet? You know, these, these are the things that for some reason, the chiropractic profession has lost sight of how to be an entrepreneur. We disconnect from the business side and all we want to do is we get batty roosters. Yeah. We That's- get stuck on one thing and we go to these conventions and we stand around and we brag, Oh, Troy, I saw, you know, 177 new patients last month. And that was the yeah. smallest month I've ever had. Okay. And What's you know your retention why we, rate? <laughs> and you know why we know that stuff? Because we came up in an environment <laughs> we where did. we were asked those questions. That was just kind of the norm. How many new patients did you see? You know, how many visits? And, and as coming out of school, you know, as you were growing your practices, 
that was kind of the big thing to talk about. And in reality, it didn't tell anything about, because you know what, here's the thing. If I'm paying $10,000 a month, I know this is a high number, but I'm going to exaggerate a little bit. If I'm paying $10,000 a month for rent and I'm seeing the same number of new patients and visits as you, guess whose practice is much healthier? I'm probably going broke. Probably. And, and you're, you're actually, you're actually, and so you're paying a thousand dollars a month where you're at. So even one little tiny change. So it's not about what your numbers are as much as it is. Are you profitable? And that is means you actually have to analyze your business like a business. I get that it's a practice and you're a doctor, but you're still running a a for-profit business with staff that actually rely on you to put food on their table. You know, I know you'll remember this, but many, many years ago, you and I were at a seminar together and we were actually kind of on opposite sides of the room. And as the speaker gets done, you and I are both just absolutely bombarded, bombarded Mm -hmm. by people coming up and, and, asking us about our practice and how many new patients do you see and how many patient visits do you see and how can I do the same thing? And can I come visit your practice? And you and I, after a while, because it happened every time we went to the, to these seminars, you and I, after a while, finally looked at each other and said, we got to do something different because this isn't what it's about. No. And we would sneak off to um, another room called the bar and we, we would have conversations with, all kinds of cocktail napkins, planning mm-hmm. out what really made sense. Yeah. Yeah. What really worked in practice and how we wanted to do things because we yeah. saw the world through not really the rose colored new patient glasses, but more of a sustainability model. And that's, yep. that's, what's really important to me. You know, what? I love my patients. I absolutely. absolutely love them. I mean, to, to the point of where sometimes I just sit and smile. I give people hugs. I high five them. I'm so excited for the progress that my patients make. And so for me, sustainability is is the key to a happy practice. And if you're happy there, you're going to be happy at home. And I think that's where we run into a lot of issues is you guys are you you guys are are swimming upstream and you do it for so long that you eventually get blinders to anything else that's going on around you. And so one of the things that we provide from an advisement standpoint is clarity on your practice. We want you to go home happy. We want you to be able to spend quality time with your families, but we also want you to be profitable. And so if you're profitable yep. and you're spending time with your families, so sometimes that means a solid no. And it's hard even for some of our clients to hear when they say, I want to do this and I want to do this and I'm going to move over here. Okay, but you're you're just now you're barely even profitable at this point in your practice. Why would you why would you put yourself in that precarious position? So sometimes we will tell you our our we're not, we're a hard no on that. Now you can still do it, but from a standpoint of who you are as a practice, that's going to be your choice. But from my standpoint, I'm emotionally detached. I'm not attached right. to your practice like you are. I'm looking at it strictly from a business standpoint when i when i look at that i'm looking at your numbers statistically speaking you are you are you were not profitable 2 months ago you are currently profitable and and now you want to move to a new strip mall and you want to raise your rent $4000 a month i mean that's like going out and going you know what i make $45000 a year in the job that i'm in 
but I really like that $800,000 house that I just saw go up on the market. I think I'm going to buy it. Right. And everybody look at you and go, you're nuts. But or, we or do I want to hire the $100,000 a year associate because that's going to make my life all better. Just overnight. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm already <laughs> burnt out in practice and right. we hear that at times too. So it's more, sometimes it's more than just statistics. Some of it comes down to psychology of your headspace, but I mean, there's so much involved in that. That's why we're not as tied up in this, this rah-rah motivation thing that needs to be done. It's not what you need. You said it a second ago, you need clarity in your practice. Yeah. In other words, you need to, you need to know what you need to focus on. Yeah. And that's, that's what we do. We really help drive you to focus on the right things, not the shiny mo- thing over yeah. here, not the new patient promotion, not yeah. how many new patients or collections can I, I, I don't care about all that. You tell me a single number at, at, as a point of trying to impress me about your practice. Right. I, I can poke holes in that all day long because it doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. Well, and, we and dive and in to the, to the very depths of the practice to make sure that you're staying on track to having your clarity in the right place and you're building mm-hmm. a long-term stable practice. Yeah. Here's, here's an idea of no clarity. You ever seen a dog chase its tail? <laughs> it doesn't really know why it's doing it, but it's chasing it because at the time it seems like the right thing to do. And then sometimes they really spin really fast chasing their tail. That's me after getting a bunch of motivation, but not knowing where to put that motivation when I get it. I don't yeah. know what to do with it. So what I do is I burn out spinning in circles really fast for two or three days. And then I'm right back where I was at before I went to the motivational seminar. What I want is clarity and some solid steps on where I need to go next with my practice. Is it in, is it in my digital marketing side? Is it, is it in uh, retention of my assets because I'm blowing money in places that I shouldn't be blowing money. And that's giving me anxiety and heartburn at night when I go home to spend time with my family. Those are the types of things that you need to get. And that's why practice advisement is different from consulting. It's different from coaching. I think it's vastly different because way, I'm not, way different. I'm not coaching you into a, in, into a happy place. I'm here to advise you just like your financial advisor would on how to create a plan for retirement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think you Important summed it up topic. right there. Yeah. Love it. That was a great one. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the KC Chiropulse podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping you keep your pulse on success. Be sure to check us out at catsconsultants.com. Go to the website, click on the top box that says schedule an appointment. You go right to my calendar, schedule a a uh, consult with me. We do these free. Let's talk about where your practice is and how we can bring you clarity. So from all of us here at Cats Consultants, stay informed and well-adjusted. We'll see you next time. See ya.